Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. This is a quick warning that this episode is probably not safe for work. It's not too crazy, but we are going to talk a little bit about pure pleasure. So if you don't want to listen to pure pleasure or you're not in a place where you can listen to that, then maybe pick a different episode. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host Jess, obviously. And today I'm going to be going over two things for you wonderful people. The first one is an AITA, Am I the A-hole on Reddit? It's about an MLM. I saw it yesterday. I was scrolling through Reddit and it came up and yeah, I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is MLM content. So maybe if the person that posted it, you know, on the off chance you're a listener, I appreciated your post and I wanted to share it on my podcast and talk about it. So that's the first thing that we're going to do. The second thing that we're going to do today is I'm going to read an article that I just saw posted in an MLM Facebook group. It's called I Got Rich Working for an MLM and it cost me everything that truly mattered. So I wanted to share that because, you know, it's always good to hear people's perspectives. Anyway, before we get started, check me out on Instagram at JessUnfilteredPod. My Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess. And with that, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so the Reddit post that we're going to go over is called AITA am I the a-hole for completely ruining my future sister-in-law's bachelorette party. This came up on the AITA homepage. I, I love going on AITA because... You just get to read some crazy stories sometimes. Sometimes I wonder if all of them are true. Um, So this one has currently uh, 11.1 thousand upvotes. So it gained traction very quickly. It was posted a day ago. They received a few awards, you know, the whole shebang. So it says, this is a throwaway account. Also, it's going to be a bit vague. I don't know if I can get in legal trouble and even more background heavy. My 28 female life and my parents' marriage was ruined because of an MLM. What happened was my mother joined a supplement MLM, got way into it, drained both my and my brother's, her brother's 33 male college funds and went into tens of thousands of dollars of debt to maintain her rank. When my father was injured and had to take some time off work, the house of cards she built came tumbling down. We went from a loving home with two parents, a nice house in the suburbs, and at least 20000 in a college fund to our parents divorcing because she refused to leave the MLM, having to live in a crappy basement in our grandparents' house, and facing the reality of taking student loans if we want to go to college, as well as having to work as young teens to help provide for our family of three. So suffice to say, I hate MLMs with a passion. Now to the situation. My brother is marrying his fiance, 29 female, of four years in two weeks. Last Saturday, I was invited to her bachelorette party. She said that she wanted a low-key night at her home with some food, some alcohol, and some fun games. I get there, and including her, there are 14 other women. Three of them are my cousins, who are 19 and 18. After I arrived, I was the last one because I live three hours away. One of the women stood up and said that we can, that the fun can now begin. Then she dragged a chest of sex toys and started pitching us her MLM. 
<laughs> we all know what MLM this is, right? Probably pure pleasure. From the get-go, she said that my sister-in-law agreed to host, and at the end of the night, depending on how much we got, she will get some money to help with her honeymoon. I was fuming. She knew how much both I and my brother hated MLMs, so I just stood to leave. Then I told my cousins to grab their bags and follow me. They tried to stop me, the sister-in-law and MLM hun, but I just said that we had to leave. But then I couldn't just leave the other women to be preyed on. So I went on a rant about multi-level marketing, MLMs, how scammy they are, how I bet after playing, plying them with alcohol, they will be pressured into buying stuff they didn't want as well as, as, well as into joining this pyramid scheme. My sister-in-law was teary by then, screaming at me to just leave and that I ruined her bachelorette party. I grabbed my cousins and left, and while I felt a bit bad about ruining her night, I did not feel bad about standing to a scammer at all. My brother says that while he completely understands where I come from and that he had a really big fight with her, I should have just left with my cousins without ruining the night altogether. So, am I the a-hole? Okay, here is my take on this before I go down to the comment section and let you all know what the general consensus was. Personally, I think that it's odd that if your brother and you went through this horrible MLM experience, I find it odd that your brother's girlfriend, fiance, soon to be wife that he's been with for four years would think that it is remotely appropriate to have an MLM at a bachelorette party. If what you guys went through was so horrible, which it sounds like it was. I'm not doubting that it was terrible, but I'm saying that if what your brother and you went through was really so terrible, why would your future sister-in-law be like, oh, well, I'll just have an MLM party at my bachelorette. You know, surely, surely in the last four years of them dating, he has told her about MLMs and how he had to help provide for the family at a young age because an MLM ruined, an MLM ruined your family's life. So, to me, that part isn't really clicking. To me, that says, okay, maybe your brother never shared with her how horrible that an MLM was, but it sounds like he did. So then it begs the question, well, does she just not understand what an MLM is? Does she not understand that presumably pure pleasure, which is probably what they're marketing, does she not understand pure pleasure as an MLM? Or did she? is, is it just like something is not clicking somewhere for someone? And it sounds like your sister-in-law either doesn't really understand what an MLM is or doesn't really understand the impact, the, the terrible impact that can have on people's lives, or maybe she just doesn't care. And so I think it's important to find out which, which of those two things it is. If she just doesn't understand that pure pleasure is an MLM and she doesn't understand how detrimental that they can be, I think that is more of an ignorance kind of thing. And it's not necessarily out of malicious intent. It's more just not understanding versus if your sister-in-law is like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. I don't even care. Like this would never happen with sex toys. Like it's fine. If she just doesn't care and she's purposefully bringing this MLM to her party, not caring about what your family went through and not caring about that, then then that to me is like malicious, you know? Yeah, okay, it's your own bachelorette party. I get that. 
But if my friend or my future sister-in-law went through something horribly traumatic as a kid, I would... It doesn't matter if it's my wedding or my birthday or my bachelorette party or whatever it is about me, you're still respectful of people there. You know, like for me, for example, like I have a weird food allergy. And so when I go to people's events, usually they know about this allergy. And even if it's their event or their wedding or their whatever, they're like, hey, Jessica, can you eat this alternative? You know, they make accommodations for their guests. Yes, it's celebrating them. But you also have to be mindful of your audience. You know, you wouldn't throw a kid's birthday party at a venue that's not appropriate for children. You know, you got to know your audience. So um, it's it's just one of those things where it, it seems like there, I, I would put this on the sister-in-law, to be honest. I, I would put this on the sister-in-law and... I, I do want to say, though, a lot of MLMs, as we as we know full well, can be very convincing. They ha- they can straight up lie to you about what they do, what their intentions are. You know, every MLM is like, well, we're different. We're different. We're we're not going to, you know, scam you like those other MLMs. And we're not a pyramid scheme. Like all of those lies about us, that's just because the person didn't work hard enough. You know, we all we all know that a lot of these MLMs, they get women to join or men to join, or whoever to join by lying to them and misrepresenting the truth. So I don't want to say that, you know, I I don't know. It's just, it's kind of complicated because it's like on one hand, you know, the sister-in-law is like doing something that is, was traumatic to your family. But then on one hand, it's like, well, what did the hun and what did her upline say to, to make this whole thing happen? My consensus is not the a-hole, for sure. 100% not the a-hole. I, I don't care if you handled it very abruptly or, you know, I, I know some people in the comments are saying things like, well, you know, you could have handled it better. I think it, it sounds like at first you tried to get up and leave and they tried to stop you and then you went off on them. I think that, you know, if your sister-in-law knew about how MLMs affected you, in your family, she, like, why would you not understand that, okay, yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable in that situation. You're going to want to leave. Like, why, why would they try to stop you? So I would say not the a-hole. That's my consensus just because I think it's, first of all, like, I think it's weird to have that at a bachelorette party. Like, that's just weird to me. I don't want to drive three hours to go to a sales pitch. Like, I thought we were going out to, I don't know, a restaurant or playing board games or watching movies or having a slumber party or, you know, maybe getting a margarita. Like that's to me is a bachelorette party. Maybe we go hiking. Maybe we, I don't even know. Like there's so many things you could do for a bachelorette party. There are so many things you could do that sound a million times more fun than sitting there and listening to this. The other thing to keep in mind too is a lot of people, I I feel like what's weird about pure pleasure is their willingness to to be so open about sex toys, assuming that everyone is kind of into that or interested in that, you know? And, and it's like, what if, what if hypothetically you are somebody who goes to this bachelorette party and that's not really your thing? Then you're just sitting here listening to somebody talk about sex toys that you're, 
you know, it just, it, it's kind of like one of the, it's, it's one of those things where at least, at, at least at a sex shop, if you go into it, you're going in willingly. You're like, okay, this is something I'm interested in. I'm going to go into the store and buy what I need. But to just straight up basically have that forced upon you, it's like, I, I don't know, like to me, that's just odd. You know, it's not like candles or like pampered chef or, you know, it's it's not like something like that. It's like a not safe for work thing that people are forcing onto you. And maybe you're not comfortable with that. Maybe you're not comfortable hearing about it or learning about it yet. Like I realize, you know, most of the people it sounds like at this party were uh, 18, 19, 28. But still, like I that's another point to bring up. I don't know how old that this, um, it says the fiance is 29 female. How old is her MLM hun friend? Because it sounds like she has cousins there that are 18 and 19. So to me, that's a little weird that you have a, somebody who's almost 30 talking about how to use toys to somebody who's 18. You know, like that's, I don't know. That's odd to me. That's odd, right? I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I would be uncomfortable, I feel like. You know, again, it's one thing if an 18-year-old goes into a shop now that they're 18 and says, you know what, this is what I, whatever. Like, that is one thing to seek it out on your own. But to basically have it forced upon you, it's like, I mean, to be honest, there are still a lot of people that, there there are a lot of people that have not even gone there at 18 years old. They, they don't know what they don't know, and to just force them into a party where you're talking about that kind of stuff when they may have never even been exposed to it before. Um, that's, I mean, I know a lot of people that, that even after 18 have never explored that, that part yet. So it's, it's just, to me, it's weird. It's weird on so many levels. I'm going to say not the a-hole personally, uh, I, I just don't, I don't like sex toy parties being forced upon people. You know, if you don't know that's what you're walking into, like that's uncomfortable because not everyone is comfortable sharing that with everyone else or hearing about it, nor do they want to. Some people might not even be interested. <laughs> like, I, I just think it's so inappropriate for so many reasons. So I'm a hundred percent going to say not the a-hole. I, yeah, not the a-hole. That's my consensus. I don't care how, if, if you... I mean, telling them the truth, like at the very end, you know, it says, I couldn't leave the other women to be preyed on. So I went on a rant about MLMs, how scammy they are, how I bet after plying them with alcohol, they will be pressured into buying stuff they didn't want. Also, why are 18 and 19 year olds drinking? Like, I know that that again is probably a very common thing, but um, technically speaking, you know, you're, you're trying to get presumably an 18 and 19 year old drunk and then have them buy toy, like, whole situation weird um it says yeah they this this op went on original poster went on about um yeah that that it's pyramid scheme uh honestly props to you i don't think i could have done that i am a very passive person i don't like conflict i'm not i wouldn't even say i'm passive aggressive i'm just passive i just don't i don't want any conflict at all i want everyone to get along peace happiness love no conflict, but sometimes that makes the situation worse, honestly. So kudos to you for 
communicating and being upfront. So my consensus is not the a-hole, 100% not the a-hole. Um, so let's go through and, and read some of these comments real quick. Okay, so this first comment that I want to read, this is from, this is not from OP. This is from somebody else who commented on it from the OP's perspective. And I thought it was a really great comment. So I'm going to read it. It says, I cannot believe how many comments are missing all the context. I drove three hours to a not bachelorette party. You waited until I got there to start because you saw me as a target for sales and the kickback for your honeymoon budget. Mind you, I'm your future sister-in-law who you've known for four years and you need a toy party to indirectly get, sorry, my dog is scratching himself in the background, (laughs) to indirectly get money from your honeymoon for your honeymoon with my brother. How about saying, hey, instead of a gift, would you mind putting whatever you were going to gift toward our honeymoon? That's at least direct. You would have known my brother and I for four years and you know we hate MLMs and we in fact have family trauma because of MLM involvement. If that's the party you want to throw cool, but at least give a heads up because you're not an insensitive jerk or just a people user. Like, hey, it's an MLM, but my friend is the sales rep and sex toys are always fun to talk about at bachelorette parties, but please don't feel pressured to buy. I'm also assuming future bride was a good hostess and only invited her peeps who were cool with sex toys being passed around the room at a party. I know they weren't being used, but not everyone is cool with that. And I suspect no one knew what future bride planned. Also, did no one text Opie on her drive that it was a sales party? Were they all sitting there in the dark for a bit about it? So no one knew that this was the party plan. Why did the future bride set it up this way? And finally, I try to leave with my cousins who I suspect were ambushed and were just going to leave. But now future bride and sales lady are trying to pressure me to stay to legitimize what's going on. So no, I'm not going to stay quiet. I already tried that. F that. Not the a-hole. Edit. And we're going to have booze, not for bonding and opening up socially, but to aid with sales. Ick. I 100,000% agree with this comment. I feel like it echoes everything that I just said. And I I 100% agree with this. Now, there were some other people in the comment section who wanted to kind of defend the sister-in-law. There was a comment that got a bunch of awards. It says, OP is not the a-hole. I'm cheering for her. However, I kind of sort of want to defend sister-in-law a tiny bit. Those MLM huns are so good at giving the spiel and misleading people. I can almost imagine a scene where sister-in-law excitedly talks about her party and the hun friend is like, I've got a great idea. Let's earn money for your honeymoon. You'd be helping me out too. And I'm your dear friend. No, it's not an MLM. It's a franchise. This money would totally come back to you. Your friends will love it. It's so on theme. This is all conjecture. It could have been sister-in-law's idea. I just wanted to defend sister-in-law a little as I've seen these MLM women in action and they can be so manipulative. And then there's an edit and it says, I received quite a few comments or responses along the lines of sister-in-law should know better. She must be stupid. I'm begging people to please read all the comments responding to me. There's so many people telling their own stories and showing how easy it is for them or their loved ones to accidentally get roped into hosting MLM events, getting involved, buying or selling MLM products. One of the smartest and most put together people I know fell for the spiel. MLMs prey on weakness and worse, they prey on hope. We have no idea what sister-in-law's intention was. However, I do think there's a possibility that she had no idea what she was signing herself and her guests up for. I also agree with this. I think, you know, there's two sides to it, right? Ultimately, I think it falls on sister-in-law and her hun friend for you know, doing this. I mean, sure. again, surely after dating a guy for four years, 
and you know his family was ruined by multi-level marketing, surely you would kind of be on the on the watch for people who approach you and want to host parties or think, you know, like for me, if if I see a new business pop up or someone on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, you know, one of my one of my high school friends selling something, my first the first thing that I do is I search the company that they're selling. And if it's an MLM, if it's one I've never heard of, most of the time it is, but not always. But, you know, you do have some responsibility to do your due diligence. And if she, you know, I, I suppose there's a chance maybe she didn't get the name of the company. She did. I, again, I'm assuming it's pure pleasure because I don't know of really any other toy MLMs. But it's it's one of those things like I I. I don't think that the sister-in-law was probably intentionally trying to hurt anyone, but it doesn't mean that the choice she made doesn't have an impact. And that's where it falls on her. She could have handled it differently whenever, and, and this is the other thing, whenever the OP got up and was like, hey, I have a problem with this. MLMs ruined my family. At that point, what the bride should have done was said, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was an MLM. I am so sorry. Let's let's do something else instead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it kind of, the way that the situation played out kind of makes me think maybe the bride knew it was an MLM because it sounds like when she was called out that it's an MLM, she was begging OP to stay anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. I just... Ultimately, I think it falls on the sister-in-law. I think if you're marrying somebody and you've been dating him for four years, you should know that that makes their family uncomfortable. And then to make someone drive three hours, leave them in the dark about it, um, and and just put them through this, I would have been pissed off too. I probably wouldn't have handled it like this because I'm, I'm pat. I probably just would have sat there frustrated and not said anything and then texted my brother later. I mean, it sounds like the brother got in a fight with the sister-in-law later about it. Um, so, I mean, that's good that the brother, you know, is, is standing up for the sister, for his sister. It's good that he's standing up for his family and, and against MLM. So good on that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. My consensus is not the a-hole. That, that's the end of that story. Okay, so the second article we're going to talk about, this is from HuffPost. Uh, again, this was published yesterday as well. I just saw this come up on Facebook earlier in a group and it said, I got rich working for an MLM and it cost me everything that truly mattered. I haven't read this article yet, but obviously the title sounds uh, intriguing. It was uh, written by a woman named Emily Lynn Paulson. So I encourage you all to check it out. I'm just going to read it verbatim though. Um, But again, it's on Huffington Post if you're interested. Okay, so it says, everyone has one of those friends, the neighborhood mom who sells leggings, or maybe it's cookware or makeup, their aspirational and frankly annoying social media posts suggest that other women can also build their best lives and earn money in their spare time. They cast their businesses alternately as empowering projects, community building ventures, or money-making enterprises, depending on the filtered Photoshop post. I know all of this because I was that friend. In the early 2010s, multi-level marketing companies took off through social media. Promises of financial freedom, friendships, and fabulous trips and gifts flooded my timeline. And my inbox was full of, hey girl, messages from acquaintances sharing their life-changing opportunities. I was intrigued. After all, I hadn't held a real job since before my kids were born, and I craved something more than the mundane yet overwhelming day-to-day mom duties. 
When an old high school friend reached out and paired this business opportunity with a night out that included wine, I jumped at the chance and ended up signing on the dotted line by the end of the night. What she sold me sounded easy. Wash your face and talk about it. Sharing skincare with friends and family wasn't too much of a stretch, and she provided scripts to send over social media to introduce the products and the opportunity. They seemed to be the perfect solution to what I felt was missing in my life. Friends, purpose, and income. I know that multi-level marketing, as opposed to a direct sale from a producer to an end user, is essentially a pyramid selling scheme. Initiates, like me, were required to sell products and recruit other people to do the same. While our upline, the person who recruited us, got a cut of the profits. The MLM structure is financially lucrative for corporations because they have because they then have hundreds of thousands of unpaid contractors shilling products and recruiting other sellers to do the same with zero advertising. I want to pause really quick. Oftentimes I hear MLM huns, they'll make the, the statement, they'll say, MLM is a billion dollar industry, people. It's a billion dollar industry. You need to get in on it. Okay. First of all, I don't know who said that. I, I, that quote is questionable. If it's a billion dollar industry, it's a billion dollar industry for investors. If you are buying shares of stock, okay, maybe. If you are an executive or one of the founding members who owns equity in the company, okay, yeah, probably. You could probably make millions of dollars doing that, right? Being a contractor is not where you're going to be making your money. I've said this in episodes before, but if you want to become a millionaire from MLMs, you need to be investing in them or you need to be an executive working for them or you need to do something of that sort. I don't ethically agree with that. I don't ethically agree that you should go buy shares and a publicly traded multi-level marketing company or start up your own, like create your own MLM. Kind of like in the LuLaRoe documentary where the woman started making leggings or whatever and then created her own MLM. Like, I'm not saying I morally agree with that. I don't think you should do that. But if you want to get rich from an MLM, that is the only way to do it. So I'll just leave that there. Okay, it says, however, what I didn't know at the time is that they are not lucrative for sellers. In fact, MLM reps have a 99.7% loss rate. Most people who join will never turn a profit. I also didn't know that the Federal Trade Commission warns people about the dangers of joining an MLM. Thank you to the person that wrote this article. Thank you so much because you're spreading awareness and that's all we can ask for. So thank you. Okay, let's get back to the article. All I knew was I didn't have many other options as a stay-at-home mom who'd been out of the workforce for a long time. Over 75% of MLM workforce of the MLM workforce are women, many of them moms without full-time employment who are recruited by promises of flexible part-time work, something that is largely lacking in the U.S. labor market. For the first time in a long time, I had something moms often lose sight of when it comes to their own ambition. Hope. I was told from day one to be coachable and to do everything my upline told me to do. So I did. I made lists. I copied and pasted scripts. I sent cold messages and called friends, pitching my new business. I posted about my opportunity on social media multiple times a day. Instead of questioning how on earth 97% of people made less money than I did, I considered it an honor. 
The system worked for me, partly out of dumb luck, but also because I got in early and happened to live in an area where that particular company had not infiltrated. I also had a large network of well-heeled friends who had money to spend. I somehow bucked the horrendous odds that I wasn't yet aware of, and within a year, I reached what I was told was the top 3% of the company. Instead of questioning how on earth 97% of people made less money, sorry, they had the, this quote like really large, so I just read it as I was going through, but like it's also right here. Instead of questioning how on earth 97% of people made less money than I did, I considered it an honor. Over several years, I continued to be a success story. I earned bonuses, gifts, trips, and jewelry. I walked stages, dressed in ball gowns, and accepted awards. I was a keynote speaker at numerous events and traveled all over the world singing praises of my company. I became the poster child for multi-level marketing. Yet, along with all of those milestones of success came many personal failures. I pushed away friends and family by consistently pestering them about my business and trying to recruit them. I badgered people with my constant messages and posts. I began to see friends and acquaintances as dollar signs instead of human beings. I spent more quality time with my colleagues on the phone or on social media than I did with my own family. I spent ungodly amounts of my commission on retreats, training, products, trips, and gifts, funneling my earnings back into the MLM system. Worst of all, I recruited hundreds of women into a system that seemingly worked for me, but didn't for them. The stress and constant pressure of keeping my pyramid intact, along with the endless travel, parties, and events escalated my anxiety and my drinking habit. I eventually sank into a deep substance use disorder and nearly lost my life to it all, all while keeping my MLM dream afloat. As I continued to rise in the ranks, the things I experienced and saw eventually showed me clearly that this dream wasn't manifesting for anyone but me. In fact, I was making money because so many people were losing money. Thank you. Thank you. This is what we've been saying. For, for everyone that's successful, you got a hundred people that aren't. Okay, let's keep going. Back when I joined my MLM in a wine bar, my intentions were good, like most people who join an MLM. However, the impact didn't match those intentions. That's what I just said earlier about... That's a really common phrase, though. Intention does not equal impact. Common phrase. Learn it. Love it. Okay, let's continue. Once I realized that, it was important for me to leave that harmful system. Almost seven years in, I quit. Despite my success story in MLM terms, I realized that my success meant making money at the expense of others, ignoring my own intuition, and chipping away at my integrity. MLMs are not about women succeeding. They're about using the, the appearance of female success to help the company, not the women in it, make money. Oh my gosh, she's hitting every point. This is like one of, this is one of, if not the best article I have read about MLMs because she hits every single nail on the head. Every single one. Okay, let's continue. I need to stop interrupting. When I quit, I wondered, why aren't more people talking about this? Often they are embarrassed of becoming involved in the first place and feel ashamed for falling for a scam and in turn selling it to others. I began asking women who quit my former MLM before, before I did, why they quit. Their reasons echoed mine. I went on to personally interview hundreds of former MLM members who described their experiences as traumatic, depressing, stressful, and cult-like. Just like me, they all joined believing they could help people, help themselves, have a community, a purpose, and earn money. And when those dreams didn't come true, they believed the system and the people at the top holding it together, including me, when we told them it was their fault for not working hard enough. Like me, 
They burned bridges with friends and family. They strained their finances, their marriages, and their life balance. Their source of extra and the source of extra income they sought turned into a financial drain. The time freedom they desired was actually a time suck, and the community they felt drawn into was actually a closed system that discouraged critical thinking. Unsurprisingly, there's no easy button for achieving the work-life balance most moms aspire toward. Certainly not one with six plus figure salaries and no strings attached. The hashtag girlboss dream we were sold was not a reality. I regret perpetrating this false image of success and possibility. However, one thing I learned when I got sober in 2017 is that the best apology is changed behavior. Talking and writing about my experience is part of my living amends for all of the harm I did over those years. Now, I'm no longer one of those friends. I don't have an ulterior motive when I invite someone for coffee. My Instagram posts no longer allude to a life-changing opportunity. I found freedom from a system that is structurally designed to keep a few people afloat and the majority of people down. I hope to help others find their way out by paving the way for them to think more critically about the systems they are participating in, or at the very least, helping them to feel less alone in their experiences. Wow. Okay. Again, one of the best articles that I have read, she hit every single nail on the head, every single one for why MLMs are harmful, what you go through. It's all a, it's all a facade, all of it. Again, if you want to read this article for yourself and give it some clicks, it's by Emily Lynn Paulson. It's called, I Got Rich Working for an MLM and It Cost Me Everything That Truly Mattered. And it's on HuffPo. Okay, with that, I'm going to go ahead and end today's episode. But thank you all so much for listening. I hope to post some more episodes soon. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. Check me out on Instagram at Jess Unfiltered Pod. And my Twitter is at Unfiltered underscore Jess. Bye.